Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Joe of Word of Prayer Cultural Center in Largo, Maryland. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It is my prayer that you are both blessed and enriched by what you hear. Feel free to share with friends and family, and also feel free to follow us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram. Our social media handle is at Wopsy, W-O-P-C-C. Visit us online at wopsy.church. God bless and happy listening. Somebody say transition. 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 Amen. This is the year of transition. And today uh, we're continuing with our series. Um, Today is, I believe, part four, right? Part four of the year of transition or transition, as we're calling it, um, for the series and the sake thereof. Transition part four. And so um, this is Fearless 2023. Fearless 2023. And we are on day 29 of 365 of Fear Not. (laughs) If you know, you know. If you don't then you need to uh, listen to the podcast from last week. Amen. We're on day 29 of 365 of making a decision to fear not. How many of you know that fearing or not fearing is a decision? We're making a decision because the natural inclination for some of the things that may come is to fear. All right. And so we want to make sure that we're not just reacting, but we're responding. And we're responding to the inclination or the uprising emotionally, psychologically, et cetera, to fear. We're responding to that with faith. We're responding to that with not what we feel. We, we accept that. We acknowledge that. But then we introduce what we know. All right. Um, There are some things that we don't know, but there are some things that we do know. And so today we're going to be talking about some things that we know because of some things that God has said to us. Today's message is one um, where God wants to really drive home to you the fact that you are loved by him, that he's got you that he's always had you if you think about it, but you need to be reminded in this particular time that he's got you. Somebody say, God's got me. (laughs) God's got me. Yeah, God's got me. And so uh, Isaiah 41.10 in the Amplified is where we'll start. That is our theme scripture for the year. That's Isaiah 41.10, and we'll look at it in the Amplified And we'll try to just read it on through because last week we kind of got stuck there. Um, But we're going to let God do what he wants to do. Amen. (laughs) While we're finding the scripture, can we give um, Dr. David a hand for gracing us with his presence? And and thank you, sir, for um, leading us this morning in the way that you did. It was a blessing um, to have you in the house. Um, And then... uh, my brother Jared, this is this, Quan, I'm going to get you. Quan called himself surprising me on multiple fronts. 
I was in the back and they were rehearsing. I told First Lady, I said, oh, I know that tenor. <laughs> I know that voice. But anyway, God bless all of you um, singers, musicians, etc., for allowing God to move. Amen. It's such a critical thing, um, the, the job, the assignment that you all have collectively to allow for God to move. And so thank you for that. And so Isaiah 41.10 in the Amplified, it reads like this. It says, do not fear anything. Somebody say anything. All right. Do not fear anything for I am with you. Who's I? That's God. Do not be afraid for I am your God. Remember that? We talked about that last week. I'm your God. I'm not just an adult. I'm not just a responsible adult. I'm your adult. I'm your father. I'm your God. All right? And he says this. He says, I'll, I'll, I'll do a few things. I will strengthen you. Okay? Has he strengthened anybody? He says, be assured, and I love that word, I will help you. Anybody ever been in a situation where you just need help? Anybody ever felt helpless? And see, God is the type of God where other people, places, and things may come to your rescue, but sometimes can't nobody help you but your father. He says, I will certainly take hold of you with my what? My righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. All right? And I told y'all, we're going we gonna to talk about that right hand. Amen. Now, any lefties in the house, raise your hand, lefties. Amen. Yeah, uh, lefty, okay. Now, don't, don't, when we talk about the right hand, don't feel the type of way now. Yeah, now y'all do, y'all know my situation, right? I, I write with my right, but I do pretty much everything else with my left. I can't even open a bottle. I, it's, I struggle to open a bottle with my right hand. And so, um, anyway, hey, I'm with y'all a little bit. Um, so I'm going to try not to be halfway in my feelings during that time. Amen. <laughs> and so we'll talk about the right hand. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 um, in, in the message. Let's take a look at that. That's Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 in the message. As you go about things in life, other people start to show you stuff. I didn't learn until I had children that you change babies with the left hand. And then I start teaching with Dr. Robin, and she said, you turn pages with the left hand. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everything except for right. All right, fear not. Fear not. Actually, forget about what's happened. Forget about what's happened. Somebody say forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over what? Don't keep going over. Some of us need to make a chart. And we need to put exactly what old history is for us. And that's going to be the no-go zone in 2023. Huh? Can I help you? We're going to make a chart. And we're going to say, you know what? 
we might put everything up at the top and then you need to draw a line to what section it goes. Either this is current, this is relevant, or this is old history. If it's old history, it doesn't deserve my attention. If it's old history, it doesn't deserve my time. Watch this. If it's old history, it doesn't deserve my talk. Because we do know about the power of the tongue. And even if you don't, the enemy does. And so if he can get you to use your power and your authority in your tongue to talk about old history all the time, then what about what God is doing that's brand new? That's being untouched with the authority of your words. And so old history, we got to see what, what does that mean? We can't just read scripture, but we have to make sure that we relate it to us. Okay, the scripture says don't keep going over old history. What do you need to stop going over, Joseph? Uh-huh. What is old history for you? Be alert. Be present. Now, I love that because that doesn't just say, you know, be here, but be present. Even in this moment, you can be here, but not present. If you're scrolling social media right now, you're here, but you're not present. If you're texting somebody, you're here, but you're not. If you're thinking about where we finna eat at, I understand a little growl, you know. But we got to rebuke that thing because we don't want a growl to cause us to miss his grace in this moment. And so whatever it is that you got to rebuke, shut down, close out, do so because it's not worth missing God. And so be alert, be present. God says this, I'm about to do something brand doggone new. Huh? Oh, it didn't say dog. Brand spanking new. Oh, it didn't say that either. Just brand new. You see, you saw it too. Put your own word there. As long as it's not a cuss, put your own word there. But God says that I'm about to do something brand new. Don't, 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 don't miss the new thing because of the old thing. Don't miss the new thing because of the old history. This is why some of us need to make a chart. Because for some of us, the new thing might be the old thing's cousin and they look alike and you don't want to get them confused. Yeah. Similar but not congruent. We need to be very clear on what's old history so that we can let that be where it is and embrace the something brand new that God wants to do. Then he says this, he says, it's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. See, watch this. Some of us will miss it because we're looking for a new place. When God says, I didn't say a new place, I said a new thing. And I can do a new thing in an old place. Come on, come on. This, listen, listen, this is good to me. Listen, don't miss it because you think in order for it to be new, then there has to be a relocation. 
He says, no, I'm making a road through the desert, right where you are, right where you've been. And I'm making rivers in those what? Bad lands. Woo! God is a bad boy. <laughs> he can make rivers in bad lands. And so if you didn't get anything out of last week, you should have got the fact that we are not going to try to make God bad because he doesn't pull us out of a situation or a location. But we're going to allow God to be good for what he does and what he brings while we're there. It may be, it may be contradicting to everything you've prayed for the last two years. So I don't, I don't expect everybody to say amen because some of you got to digest that. That's, that's a hard pill for some of us to swallow. And a lot of preachers have hyped us up to think that God is bringing us out when really he might be bringing you through. Amen? And guess what? That's okay. He's still God. And he's God, and if he's going to be God, and if he's going to be sovereign, and you're going to trust him, then you can't tell him how he's going to do it. Amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he says, I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in bad lands, and I'll do something new even in an old place. And so that's important for us to lock in. Lock in that scripture. That scripture should be tattooed on your heart for this year. And we went on to talk about wonder versus worry. Wonder and worry, those are another pair of cousins. One is riddled with anticipation while the other is riddled with anxiety. And so we talked about the quote that says, wonder is what we're born with and worry is what we learn. A child comes here uh, with wonder, with curiosity. A child does not worry until they learn how to worry. <laughs> and so we challenged ourselves considering or regarding the framework of how we think about what we don't know. That was, that was important. The framework of how we think about what we don't know. How do you think about what you don't know as far as what God is doing or saying? And so we said that instead of saying, I'm worried that this won't work out. This year we're saying, I don't wonder how this is going to work out. Yeah? We said instead of saying, oh, my goodness, I'm worried that this bill won't get paid. This year we're saying, huh, whew, I wonder how this bill is going to get paid. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're graduating from worry to wonder and the difference is our heart's posture. We are repositioning and posturing our heart and therefore the framework of our mind to not doubt God. Y'all see how this is connecting? What was that part two? To not doubt God. We are getting rid of the doubt so that we can enter in this situation saying, you know what? This thing is looking a little interesting. But I'm not going to especially put words on it that will assassinate the character of God. Yeah? I'm not, I'm not going to put words on it that will assassinate the character of God. God, I don't see it, but I know you enough to know that if you said it, I will. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you promised it, we sung about promise. If you promised it, it's gonna come to pass. And so I don't see it, but that means hmm. I wonder, but I refuse to worry. Let's look at um, Matthew six twenty five. Through 34, I want to first lift it up in the New Living Translation. Can I take my time this morning? Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Again, God wants to remind you through this message of how loved you are, of how cared for you are. And essentially, he wants to remind you why you don't have to worry. He wants to remind you of that because sometimes we can forget. Yeah, sometimes we can forget who we are. Sometimes we can forget who God is, but we've come to be ye reminded. Amen. And so the scripture says this. It says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. If we're honest, some of us literally are riddled with worry every day. Every day we're worried about something. And if the thing that we were worried about resolves, we find something else to worry about. If you can't say amen, say ouch. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at those birds. Almost hit one coming in this morning, Brother Kwan. But I didn't. Almost doesn't count. Sister Norwood told us that. <laughs> Look at the birds. They don't plant. They don't harvest. They don't store food in barns. But your Heavenly Father still feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him? than they are see they were made but you were made in his image as we continue on can all your worries all the worrying that you've been doing can they add a single moment to your life what are you getting from what are you profiting from worrying absolutely nothing but you are losing by worrying. Worrying can't add a single moment or day to your life, but how many of you know that it can subtract? And why worry about your clothing? Look at those lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work. They don't make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. Let's keep reading. And if God cares so wonderfully, there's that wonder again. If God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly, oh, there's that assurance again. Not if he has time. Not if I've been good enough to deserve it. Huh? 
He says, I will certainly care for you. And so, with this being said, period, space, why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will I eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Let's keep going. These things, watch this, dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Let's park here. Okay. So you being a believer, is that in word? Or is that in thought? Is that in word? Or is that in heart posture? Is that in word? Because what this says is that if worry dominates your thoughts, you're unbelief. You don't believe. You can love God now. You 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 could you could be saved. You could be serving. You could be worried. But you can't believe if worry dominates your thoughts. Now, let's, let's, let's stay parked because remember, once again, dominate. So worry, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to come up. But it ain't going to dominate because we're going to cast it down because that's a thought and an imagination that's trying to exalt itself. Uh-uh, we're going to cast that down. But for those who don't do no casting and begin to let that thing ruminate and start playing these scenarios and start losing sleep and start going against my rules, losing sleep and not eating and stuff like that. Those are the ones where you got to say, am I really a believer? How could you be a believer if you're not believing? Oh, you just want to, you just want a title. You just want to be called it. Oh, okay. Am I a driver? Yeah, why? Because I drive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess what? If I didn't drive, I wouldn't be a driver. Now, I might have been a driver long ago, but we're not talking about long ago. We're talking about right now. And so I can't say I'm a believer because I used to believe before I got my feelings hurt. No, 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 no. This is present tense. Huh? Be present. Huh? Because a lot of us are wearing our believer badge loud and proud based off of old history. And so maybe that's the first thing we need to figure out is, am I even a believer? Or am I just a knower? Do I know the scripture? Do I know 
the promises? Do I know what I'm supposed to? Didn't I tell y'all that this was the year where we're going from knowing to doing? Didn't I tell y'all that this is the year where we're going from just knowing what to do and actually executing? Y'all see how this is all tied together? And so am I just a knower or am I actually a believer? This church is filled with non-believers. It's pulpits filled with non-believers. Choir stands, media teams, etc. Will you believe when believing is no longer popular? Will you believe even if you're believing alone? Somebody say, I choose to believe. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father, here we go again, yours, your heavenly father already knows all your needs. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And this is where our theme scripture comes in. In another translation, it says, seek the kingdom of God above how many things? All else. Yeah. And live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Everything you need. You know, it makes me ponder. Sometimes we think about our relationship with God. And we think about how it might not be hidden like it used to be hidden. But sometimes, you know, we got to think about what changed. And more importantly, who changed? Because maybe it was hitting like it was hitting because you was believing like you was believing. That's just a side note. Reflection myself I'm sharing with y'all. So don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble, that's enough for today. That, that's, that's enough for today. And so maybe we need to go back to our chart making. This thing that's, that's, that's trying to plague my mind right now. Does this even qualify for Matthew 6, 34? Is this a today thing or is this a tomorrow thing? Because if it's a tomorrow thing, then I'll be graced to deal with that tomorrow. But I ain't graced to deal with that today. Amen. <laughs> this, is, this is really good. I hope that somebody's getting it. If anybody knows me or has worked closely with me when it comes to certain things, then I'll tell you I'm not there yet. Dr. Carmen. Dr. Angela knows too. This, this ain't a WOPBI day. I'm not there yet. You got to make sure for your own health for your own sanity and so that you don't become overwhelmed and anxious. The scripture is telling you, don't worry about tomorrow. Now there's some things that you have to do in regards to you know, planning and preparing, but don't worry. Because there's a difference. There's a difference between planning and preparing and worrying. And some of those things fall under worry. Let's, let's look at the Amplified. Can we look at this in the Amplified? Y'all said I can take my time. Is that okay? 
It's 11 o'clock. Anybody got any reservations within the hour? If so, take me with you. We'll be done in a second. Amen. Okay, so that is um, the amplified version of Matthew 6, 25. Let's look there. Now, we love the Amplified. We love to be blessed by the brackets. Let's see what the Amplified has to say. Therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy. You uneasy again? Deacon brother, you was just uneasy last Sunday. Now you're coming to me again. You, uh, you still uneasy? You know there's a scripture about that. Stop being perpetually uneasy. In parentheses, anxious and worried. Once again, the, the scripture is letting you know. Don't feel bad if it happens. Look at these words. Perpetually. Dominating. So remember, I'm not making you feel bad about being human like we do a lot in the church. I'm making you feel bad about, well, I'm not making you feel bad. <laughs> huh? I'm exposing the truth regarding... And the Holy Spirit is convicting you concerning the truth of the word and when you know it and don't apply it. Did I clean it? What? Stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. Uh-oh, that's a big umbrella. That sounds like another, like, all and every. About my life, like my whole thing, Lord, like what you shall eat and what you shall drink or about your body, what you shall put on is life, is not life greater. I'm glad they said in quality because when you line stuff up against food for me, that's when it get a little tricky. But the scripture knew that. And so it said, is, is not life greater in quality? than food, and the body far above and more excellent than clothing. Let's keep reading. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Okay? Now, what I love about that, y'all, is what that speaks to is the unlimited resources of God. Remember, I talked about how we like to hold on to stuff. Whether it's physically, whether it's something God did, we don't believe he can do it again, or at least not to this extent, or better. And so the birds, they don't have the opportunity to do whatever it is today, it is today. They don't store in barns, and God blesses them the next day like he did the previous day. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. <laughs> keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by worrying and being anxious, can add one unit of measure, cubit, to his stature or to the span of his life? Huh? Yeah. I'm letting it marinate. I'm letting it marinate. A cubit. Deacon Mike, worrying ain't going to make us much taller. It is what it is. Listen, the, what is it, five, about five, six, but that's it. 
This is it? Matter of fact, you get older, you get a little shorter. So as time goes on, I'm going to be preaching to y'all. Y'all going to think I'm a... But guess what? I ain't going to be worried. I ain't going to be worried. It is what it is. Let's keep reading. And why should you be anxious about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field and learn thoroughly. And I love because you can learn from creation. Learn thoroughly how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet, I tell you, even Solomon in all his magnificence, excellence, dignity, and grace was not arrayed like one of these. All right, let's keep going. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and green, and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, will he not much more surely clothe you? O you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry and be anxious, saying, what are we going to have to eat, or what are we going to have to drink, or what are we going to have to wear? Let's keep reading. For the Gentiles, the heathen. <laughs> Jeez. So are we under the category of the believer? Or the heathen. Because see, some of y'all are calling people heathens because they out here doing X, Y, and Z. When you the real heathen because you say you believe and you don't believe. At least they true to what they do. So you a heathen and a hypocrite. And got a nerve to be talking about them. They got one strike, you got two. Might preach a sermon, heathens in the house. Wish for and crave and diligently seek all these things. And your heavenly father knows well that you need them all. He already knows. But seek, and I love this because a lot of you may say, what does seek ye first mean? What's his righteousness? Okay. What well, the Amplified is, is going to amplify it for you. But seek, it means aim at and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. So, somebody say so. Do not worry. Or be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble. Whew, that was a lot. I feel like I need to sit down. So, 1 Peter 5, 6. The NLT, 1 Peter 5, 6. Listen, I'm operating the history of now. Come on. <laughs> 1 Peter 5, 6 says this, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. At the right time, um, he will lift you up in honor. Okay? 
I want you to, um, to keep that in the back pocket. I want to look at this in the Amplified. 1 Peter 5, 6. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody good? No. Okay. But you will be. Okay, there we go. But you will be. Okay. So they say, <laughs> so we're going to read um, six. We're going to read seven. Okay. And we might hit up eight. What was it? Actually, this is really good to me. We're going to actually do 6 through 11. And whatever it is you need from there, it's like, take it. All right. So uh, 1 Peter 5. We can start at 6, though. Okay. Therefore, humble yourselves. Demote. Lower yourselves in your own estimation. Yep, 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 yep. Under the mighty hand of God that in due time... He may exalt you, casting the whole. Here we go again. That's that all. That's that every. That's that the whole of your care, all your anxieties. Because some of us, we, we got about five. We give them three and a half. But no, he wants, he, wants, he wants all. All your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares for you, watch this, affectionately. And cares about you, watch this, watchfully. Thank you, Lord. Let's keep going. Be well-balanced, temperate, uh, sober of mind. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. At all times, vigilant, cautious. Be present. For that enemy of yours, that devil roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Remember, he doesn't just want to attack you. He wants to kill you. Withstand him. (laughs) The thing about God is he never tells you to do something that he hasn't enabled and empowered you to do. Withstand him. Uh Uh-huh. Be firm in faith against his onset, rooted, established, strong, and movable, and determined, knowing that the same identical sufferings are appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout the world. You ain't the only one going through, even though your go-through looks different than my go-through. And so if one of us can withstand, we all can withstand. Amen? Let's keep going. And after you have suffered a little while. <laughs> Some of us saying this don't seem like a little while, but it's been three years, but that's a, a little chunk compared to the entirety of your life. And what God has to come regarding you. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who imparts all blessing and favor, who has called you to his own eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will himself complete and make you what you ought to be. 
Anybody know that you ought to be more than you are right now? Yeah, that's right. You feel this calling higher and, and this longing to go deeper. It's because you need to and you will if you allow for him to complete you and make you what you ought to be. Establish and ground you securely and strengthen you and settle you. Somebody say, I'm secure. I'm strengthened. I'm settled. To him be the dominion, power, authority, rule forever and ever. Amen. And I love the parentheses. Let's say it together. So be it. Woo! Drops mic. That's a drops mic moment. Yeah, well, that's a period. Period. What? Period. Poo. Is that what it is? Period. Listen. Yeah. 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 That's it. Okay. Remember, God wants to remind us today that he loves us, that he cares for us, that he has our back. I have one more um, scripture, one more place to go. Is that okay? Let's go to 2 Corinthians uh, 4.17. And I want to look at it in the New Living Translation. That's 2 Corinthians 4.17. And this is really good to me, and I hope it's as good to y'all. So we're going to let it get good, and then we're going to go ahead and move on. Amen? For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. I'm going to read it one more time. For our present troubles are small, and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Now, there are a few places that I could go with this, but the place that I'm going is something that struck me, something that hit me like a ton of bricks, a revelation that was eye-opening and uncanny, a revelation that I think we all need. And it's here in the latter half of the scripture it says, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us. And so as I take my seat, I want to let you know that even your troubles, hallelujah, Jesus, that even your tribulations and that even your sufferings, that they are working literally for you. Somebody say, it's working for me. It's working for me. It's work. Listen, the trouble that you're dealing with, it may be irritating, but what if I told you that it's your employee because it's working for you? God is making everything that's irritating to you, everything that you wish you could get out of, literally, it's working for you. It's producing for your future. It's producing for your character. It's producing for generations that will come after you. It's working. It's not in vain. I don't care what the devil said. It's not in vain. It's not for not. It's not for not. It's not for not. It's not for not. It's literally working for you. It says that they produce for us the troubles 
the troubles. Somebody think about it. Anybody think about some troubles that you have even in this moment, some troubles that you have even in this season. And it's hard and it's tough and it doesn't feel good. But I come with good news that those very things are working to produce for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because sometimes you don't understand why. God is saying, I have the master plan. And as a matter of fact, if it did not qualify as something that I could put to work for you, you wouldn't even know about it. The fact that you even have met this thing, this trouble, this struggle, the fact that you've been introduced to it is because, okay, I actually can make this work for them. And so I come to remind you today that it won't always be like this. It won't always be this hard. It won't always be this difficult. It won't always be this uncomfortable. But while it is, be ye reminded that the trouble that you face today is literally working to produce for your tomorrow. And the scripture tells us that in comparison, the trouble is very small. And the thing that is being produced vastly outweighs the trouble. And while the trouble won't last very long, the thing that's being produced, it'll last forever. And so I don't know what he's producing in you. Honestly, in some ways, I don't know all of what he's producing in me. But I know production is happening. I know glory will come after this. And I know that my troubles literally work for me. Thank you, Jesus. Your troubles are your employees. Your troubles are working on a project that's going to benefit you. As we begin to reframe from worry to wonder, let us add this nugget that we begin to reframe what troubles are and what they mean. Being reminded that just like Job, if they're here, God allowed them. And so there must be a bigger picture and there must be a bigger plan. For our present troubles are small. They won't last very long. Yet they produce for us. Yet they produce for us. 
yet they produce for us. Somebody say, my trouble is working for me. My trouble is working for me. Somebody say, my heartache is working for me. My disappointment is working for me. My letdowns, my hangups, they're working for me. The scripture says, thank you, Jesus, in Romans 8.28, that all things work together. That all things work together. That all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them who are called according to his purpose. They're working together, the good and the bad. They're working together. The things that I like and the things that I don't like about this season, they're all working together for my good and for God's glory. If you believe that, I need you to give them a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Can somebody praise him that it's working for you? Can somebody praise him that it's working for you? Every headache and every heartache, it's working for you. It's working! It's working! It's working! You wouldn't know of it unless it was working. Thank you, Jesus. Whew! God, we thank you for your word. Allow us, God, to have the hearts to receive your word. Allow us to have the discipline to meditate on your word. God, we thank you. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you for speaking to us and giving us what we needed this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.